At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, this is Brian Alvarez, and this is today's edition of the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8Side Network. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on. How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Well, it is uh, Wednesday here on this show, and you know what that means. It means I got my Invisalign in, and I'm trying my best, but I'm uh, I'm not used to talking yet, which I hadn't taken into consideration, because that's sort of my job. So anyway, I'm going to do my best here to uh, get through this without doing weird stuff with my mouth and everything like that. But we got a lot to get into, so hopefully everything works out. We got Dynamite tonight. We have six segments announced for the show, and a seventh because uh, Kenny Omega's been clear, as we talked about a couple of days ago. His visa situation is cleared up. He's going to be on the show, but we don't know what he's doing. We don't know why, so there's going to be that as well. We'll go over the full lineup for the show. We've also got the NXT report, my favorite part of the week, NXT. It is the uh, go-home show for Vengeance Day, which is this weekend. And uh, we'll talk about the show, the lineup for Vengeance Day, all that. Also, news. Cody's been doing interviews, and uh, he's talked about how he's got a dream. And after hearing his dream, I more than ever want Cody to win this WWE title, and I'll tell you why. Also, Kota Bushi, update on Kota Bushi. We've got the Raw ratings for Monday night, which once again... Big numbers because WWE is, it's hot. It's hot right now. MLW and the WWE court case. We'll tell you about that and plenty more. If you want to text us, 425-780-7566 is the phone number. 425-780-7566. Email Brian at WrestlingObserver.com at Brian Alvarez on Twitter. Back in a moment with more of Observer Live. Back on the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. I was looking at that chat during the break, see what people are talking about. And I'm still laughing at Wee Bailey. 
wee Bailey. God. God help me. And then, of course, there's uh, a lot of talk about NXT and the Raw rating and stuff like that. And oh. Okay, first off, for those of you wondering, NXT is not legitimately my favorite show of the week, okay? That part is a gimmick. But I do, I do enjoy watching NXT. I, I look forward to Tuesday nights watching the show because I find the show to be fun and it entertains me, even when it's dumb. And uh, I don't care what anyone says. I don't even want to hear it. That main event last night was really good. The three-way tag with uh, Chase U and uh, Edris Sanofe, who I don't know if you guys know or not. He wasn't wearing a shirt. And he didn't have a tat. You know what I'm saying? I told you that. Nobody wanted to listen. But anyway. And uh, also also the uh, the schism. And you know what I loved most about that main event? Is we've now seen it two times. And I really don't know why it is, but for those of you that watch a lot of NXT, do you remember there was there was a show, I can't remember what the circumstances were, but Joe Gacy was put in a position where he had to make a babyface hot tag. Do you remember this? Was it in the lead up to the six six way? Whatever it was, bro, this guy made such an awesome babyface yeah. hot tag. He was unbelievable. So, you know, they're doing this storyline with, with Chase U and with um uh with Duke Hudson. Where Duke Hudson is his he's joined Chase U. But the storyline is, you know, this guy is he's fixing a screw him or whatever. He's you know, he he's a he's a wolf in sheep's clothing, as they say. And so you know he's he's a bad guy, but he's he's uh, he's working him. Well, anyway, here's another one. They put him in position to make a babyface hot tag tonight, and my God, this guy's babyface hot tag was so awesome to the point where, like, both him and Joe Gacy, they make this hot tag, and I'm like, why are these guys heels? Like, turn these dudes babyface. They're awesome at it. And I I don't know if it's maybe like. When you're always a heel, and then there's that one day where you're given something different to do, and it's like, oh, man, I get to make a hot tag. Like, Wait till you see this, brother. <laughs> and then you watch, and it's like, dude, why don't all baby faces make hot tags like this? <laughs> he was great. So anyway, it was a good show. We'll talk about it later. But the Raw ratings very quickly, since they were huge. And, oh, yeah, it was Joe Gacy on a team with Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. Yeah. So Raw did uh, 2.11 million viewers. And it was a point six four and eighteen to forty nine. So once again, you know, on on cable and network on all of television, Raw was the most watched show, not in its time slot of the day. There was nothing else on Monday on television at any time that did a better eighteen to forty nine number than Monday Night Raw. Besides the news. No, nothing. Nothing? It was the number one show of the whole day in 18 to 49. So uh, Raw was first in women 18 to 49. More than doubled everything on cable in men 18 to 49. More than doubled everything on cable in 18 to 34. Beat everything but The Bachelor on television in uh, 18 to 34. And uh, in total viewers, it trailed news. But in 18 to 49, it trailed nothing. 
So, uh, yeah, you know, as noted, obviously, you know, there's no football. There's no football competition, and it was the day after the Royal Rumble. But last year, there was also no football, and there was a show the day after the Royal Rumble. And Raw this year was up 13% in viewers, up 34% from the post-Royal Rumble show in 18-49. to And in 18 to 34, compared to last year's show, the exact same show, the day after the Royal Rumble last year with no football, up 45% in 18 to 34. So WWE is hot. For those of you that uh, haven't noticed, 2.22 million first hour, 2.17 million second hour, which was a a really, really good... uh, they they basically maintained everybody from hour one to hour two. And then it did fall to 1.96 million in hour three. So there you go, you know. And I, I, I don't know, you know, what it is because, you know, it's like I watch the show and it is different. But even I will tell you it's not substantially different with the exception of actually, you know what, it is in some way substantially different because – we can now count on, like, two hands the number of, of storylines that they've advertised and changed. Literally, it's two. It's two. And uh, last week, they would do two to three changes every week. It was like there was no point when Raw was over telling you what was announced for next week because it just wasn't going to happen. Now, when they announce stuff for next week, it happens, uh, I guess it would be three times now because there was also that cage match, but uh, it happens virtually every single time. So I don't know if it's just... They announce what's going to happen and then do it. I don't know if there's a a portion of the fan base that, you know, people would always say, especially after the Saudi shows, like, I ain't watching this. I I hate Vince. I cannot support Vince McMahon. And it's always like, eh, you know, they say that, but I don't know if I buy it. Well, you know, a lot of this year-over-year change is is all after Vince left. And so it's possible there there is a percentage of fans that are like, you know, he's, he's not booking this thing and he's... I guess he's kind of back now trying to sell it, but you know whatever it is, it's uh, it's way up from where it was a year ago, and good for them. I don't think it's a cop out to say that it's a little mix of everything. It is a little mix it? of everything. Yes, I mean if you look at at the economy, if you're going out less, and we saw this crunch as we went into the holidays with you know the with that situation. Well, there's one thing you don't have to to worry about paying for if, if you've already got Peacock or you already got cable. There's, you know, the USA Network, and football is out of the way, and they have been getting hot, and there has been a lot of media attention put on them for maybe somebody who has not been paying attention closely, who heard about all of this chaos going on and is wondering, you know, hey, I haven't seen it for a while. Has it changed, you know, since the last time I saw it? I think it's just a, really a mix of everything, and... The fact that they're hot at a time where there's not much competition right now. Obviously, the entertainment field is not giving them much to work with. Very disappointed with Below Deck here, you know, if I was going to give some sort of competition going on. But no, apparently not. And you're at a time where college basketball is not cooking yet. The NBA is not cooking other than the All-Star break. NHL, the only thing going on people looking forward to for the most part right now is the trade deadline in a couple of weeks. So it's like... 
this is a great time for them to shine a light upon themselves and have a really good run and put their best foot forward, not only leading into WrestleMania and Elimination Chamber for that matter, but because obviously it seems like the rest of the entertainment industry has ceded itself to them. Yeah, and as noted here, like SmackDown Friday, that, that show's going to do huge because it is yeah. the follow-up to the big angle at the Royal Rumble. What's Jay doing? What's Sammy doing? What's Roman doing? Yeah, none they of pretty them much, on Raw. Yeah, we're, we're getting Roman and Sammy in Montreal, so it's got to be announced. they got to shoot that angle to get it going. So yeah. that's going to be a big show coming up on Friday. So Cody did an interview, and he says he has a pipe dream. You ready for this? Yes. Yeah, this guy's the man. He wants right. to bring back the Winged Eagle! Oh, jeez. Damn I right! Geek just like you. Oh. No wonder why you nerds. Get out of that's, here. See, that's it. That's why you cap for this guy all the time. That's why you're out there just putting on the cape for him and, and talking. That's what all these people have been talking about with putting you and Dave. Putting on the cape? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how dare I report the factual statement that they sold out of all Cody merchandise all weekend and he was the biggest merch seller by far? How am I biased for telling you what actually happened? Now they're going to sell why out of winged eels. Why are you mad at me? Bro, if they put wi- Well, they're already selling tons of winged eels. Tons of them. Back in a moment, as they're alive. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I could go I could go on for hours about the chat during this break. Uh-oh. You want me to talk about belts? What are they doing? All right, listen. Listen. This current WWF belt sucks. All right? It's a giant W. It's what? a big pinky ring. It's a giant, like, it's basically a giant Volkswagen. That thing on the front of your car on leather. Emblem? Like, since when... Did the company logo need to be the centerpiece of the championship belt? Since never is the answer. Okay. Wrong, not in Vince's it, mind. It's a big old W. Wow. Okay. Now listen, I am an advocate of the, the Winged Eagle belt. I think it's the best looking belt that they've ever made. But You're that wrong. doesn't mean it's it's the only one. They that that second big eagle they gave to Steve Austin, that was a sweet looking title. You know the the uh, one of those early undisputed titles. I think uh, I think maybe uh, Brock had that was all right. The spinner belt was just trash. It's absolutely horrible. 
Oh, Mike, Mike's got to bust out his old NWA belts again. Well, no, Nobody no, this was the, that. whatever the belt was behind here, the one that they went after, that all black belt that they had with the gold in the front, I thought that was a really good looking belt. I think, wasn't that the undisputed belt for a while or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, these people are going, you know, I love the spinner belt. Yeah, you do if you started watching wrestling when Cena came out with a stupid belt that spun. But other, it was a gimmick. other it than was people a gimmick that came belt. up literally right when that belt was the main belt, nobody likes that belt. It's dumb. It spins. It's stupid. It's a gimmick. That's all it is. It's cool yes. for him for a minute. That's what it's good for, but it's not long-lasting like the Dome Globe or Big Gold, for example, a belt that looks better than the winged eagle, not the winged It's, it's winged. Get, 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 get with the, get with the picture. You know what else was an awesome belt? belt? Not the current one, but the previous IWGP title. Yes. Beautiful belt. Yes. The yes. new belt sucks. Yes. The new belt looks like that belt that they made for Jeff Hardy in like 2010 in TNA. It's dumb. It had his, his face paint on it or whatever. Oh, yeah. Stupid looking yes. belt. Mm-hmm. Sucks. There were some great NWA. The the old uh, like 94, 95 uh, WCW World Heavyweight Championship belt that Vader and, belt. and Flair. That's a sweet belt. Those Dave Milliken belts, you know, look, there's been a lot of great belts over time and very few great belt makers. And Reggie Parks, who passed away, was one of them, and he passed that on to Dave Milliken. And I'm not sure about all the people out there now that make those types of belts, but Nikita Mulkovich way back in the day, I mean, very few people, and they've done some incredible work that obviously, you know, we know to this day we're still talking about right now. Not a one picture but, of the belt in here. Oh, wait, here it but, is. Here it is as they sell them. That's the version up there. I like that one. That's that. That's right. It's not as eagle. nice as the winged eagle, though. Well, and you know that other one? Look, hey, hey, show everybody that, that, that atrocious uh, oval uh, intercontinental title belt. The oh, intercontinental. The oval? Oh, I hate that. Dude, that's the ugliest belt. You know what yes. that is? You know what that is? That's when you go to uh, uh, the Seattle Aquarium and you put your penny in that gimmick and you turn the knob and like Mash an elongated it. penny comes out. Uh-huh. That's what that is. And... Another horrible belt is those old uh, those old tag team belts that look like pennies and dimes. Pennies, yes, those were all. That actually is the ultimate example of going to one of those gimmicks at the beach or the trolley or whatever, yeah. and mashing the, the the copper down. It's ridiculous. Let me tell you something. If I win the tag team titles, which I will with Filthy Tom, I don't want I don't want two pennies. I want gold, brother. What do you think I'm in this for? Copper. You- yeah, I'm going to get a belt that I'm going to put on my, my thing that's going to turn green like the Statue of Liberty. What do I want with a copper belt? Are you sure that Ta- you... Hey, listen, I don't want. Don't make me mute you again. I don't even want to talk about it. I don't want to be talk. I realize I've, I'm coming back again, but uh, there's a reason for it. And no one's talking me out of it. Do you understand? Thank you. Now, you know what I was going to say about the Intercontinental title? What? Cody, y'all forget. Hmm? He's the guy that they got rid of that elongated penny, and they brought back the old-school Intercontinental title. They did. So if there's anybody that can get rid of these stupid giant Ws, somebody here goes, yeah, well, when they hand out a title belt to the you know the whoever wins the Super Bowl or whatever, yeah, people understand why they got an eagle. Oh, because they understand why they got a W? Oh, here, here's a belt with a W on it. Yeah, the, the, the common person is going to go, yeah, W. Well, look, what they're is this the, really look, about look, when it came to they're Vince They're the McMahon? winners. I got it. Double. What did it? What is the look? It's it's about them giving look WWE across the look. It's crazy to me too why they wouldn't actually put a plate of the team in there and maybe have WWE on the side plates. But 
Look, and it became an accepted thing in the sports world. We're going to give you our logo to hold up on national TV anytime you have a parade or any of that sort of stuff. In a way, it was kind of brilliant to do. It's obnoxious. It's ridiculous. But it was actually kind of a brilliant thing to do. Now, did you ever hear the story about that whole logo itself, the Scratch logo? Did I ever hear the story about the Scratch logo? Yes. I don't know. I've heard a lot of stories. What's the story? Brian Solomon, who wrote that uh, Chic book, and I work with him, the Wrestling News. He used to work for WWF Magazine, and they were going through the whole change, I guess. This is a story that he had heard about the old block logo that the WWF had, and Remember the legendary story about Vince getting such a low rating on Raw that he freaked out, and this was the rating when they were in Europe for a Raw that was taped, and it did a bottomed-out terrible rating. WCW had a good one, and he lost it. This is what opened the door for Vince Russo to come in and around that time. And he's upset, and he's looking at the block logo, and he smashes it in front of everyone, and he scribbled on a whiteboard what basically became the the scratch logo that you see the wwf logo that you saw before it became just the ww and underneath it he actually on the whiteboard because he's vince wrote a big set of balls and when they actually came to you know look for ideas about the logo they did have to break it to him that no vince we we can't put the balls under the logo but what we can do is actually create the swirl so the swirl that was underneath that logo on the original scratch logo was actually vince's balls uh with with what's with this guy and his own testicles like Uh, what's up with this guy well he's got grapefruits what a weird guy just a weird creep. Yeah, well, yes, yes. We got dynamite. You don't, you don't even need an NDA to say it. Got dynamite tonight. John Moxley versus Hangman Page. Dynamite in my pants, pal. Three, third time. So, uh, I mean, there's there's two possibilities here. One is for some reason they're doing a blow off now, and the winner is going to get a big match at the pay per view, or we're doing three. To do what UFC did, which is lead to a quadrilogy. A quad what did what did they call that? They made up some word. It's a super effective. Like a quadrigy or something like that, which is gonna be coming up at the pay-per-view. So I guess we'll find out tonight. Yeah, they made up a, a weird word. What did they call it? Now everybody? I want to know what this is because I want to incorporate it into my uh, You know what? Offense. Hey, listen, I'll look it up on uh Wikipedia. UFC, what was the last UFC? Two eighty four? Was UFC two eighty four was the last? Quadrophy? Quatasia? Or maybe that's coming up. Was UFC 283 last? There it is. Okay, Quad so... Quad off? No, they actually they actually wrote it on Wikipedia, which was the funniest thing. They used Both this Bagwell word. Blown calf? Or quad? UFC 283. Okay. Ready? Yes. Okay, well, I'm not. Oh. Okay. I remember when UFCs were in the ones, because... It was the first one. It was a long time ago now. Damn. Okay. A UFC flyweight championship unification tetralogy bout. Oh, they changed it. A tetralogy? They changed it. Now they're calling it a tetralogy. Tetralogy. What is a tetralogy? Tetralogy. They had made up a word. They have brought in us new words. They they called it, like on the paper, they actually called it a quadrology or something like that. Because it was the fourth time, there'd never been there'd never been four 
Let's see. Tetralogy, a group of four related literary or operatic works, or in medicine, a set of four related symptoms or abnormalities frequently occurring together. Yeah. Well, they didn't. They didn't know tetralogy at the time because they called it a quadrology. So, quadrology. if anybody can find where that was written, let me know so I can. Uh, I can talk about it here. But anyway, uh, we got that. Apparently, we got, quadrology uh, is only in the Urban Dictionary here. Brian uh, Danielson versus Timothy Thatcher. We got uh, Jade Cargill in Red Velvet. Darby Allen in Samoa Joe. No holds barred. Takeshita versus Brian Cage. And the acclaimed against TBA. Can we get that belt off, Darby, please? Why? Here's why. I love Darby Allen, I really do. But he is, to me, not the guy that I want to have holding the TNT title. I know he's... I'm not sure how he works for ratings anymore. I know at one point he did cause a spike in them, and I would want to incorporate him into the show. But the style that he wrestles, to me... I don't know. He's more of a feature guy. I would rather see Samoa Joe with that belt out there, kind of bringing back the open challenge or or having a feud, no. you know, that's meaningful that way. I, to me, I don't know. That's just the way that I prefer Darby Allen. I think that's the way you make him last for for longer too, because him going out there every week doing these types of matches. I know he ain't he, out there a, to last. He, well, I know, and that's the thing. And if it's up to him, what I'm saying means nothing anyway. And I know this, but. I don't know. That's just my preference. Bro, Darby is literally doing what you just asked for, which is an open challenge every week facing all know, of these different guys. I know, but I don't guys. want it with him because I just don't want to see this guy kill himself. I know He's you tried not to explain away. Himself. You tried to explain away from the top rope that drop kick, and I don't care how you cut it. I don't care if he breaks his fall or not. It's still a kind of a dumb bump to do over and over again. Well, listen, he. I believe he should beat Samoa Joe tonight. And then I believe that uh, shortly thereafter he should he should be destroyed by Hobbs. Well, I like who that. Who should become the new like TNT that. champion? But anyway, back in a moment with more horrible takes from Mike. Observer Live. Oh, will you stop. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Semper, BB, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Bloke on Twitter wants to know if this Invisalign hurts. Nah. I'm at the point where I don't even notice it until I try and say a word that doesn't work anymore. Mm. Like what? Here and there. I don't know, just, uh, I'm, not, I'm not keeping track. 
Well, I mean, you know, if somebody wants to get this thing done, like, what are they going to have to run into here? What are you having trouble saying right now? Uh, certain words. I, uh, my tongue runs into the thing. Hey, it's also, according to uh, Dom, quadrilogy is what they called it. A quadrilogy. Yeah. Have that running into your tongue. Sally sells seashells by the seashore. Apparently not S's. Ah. I don't know what it is. Mm. Pitch black match. Wee Bailey. No, none of those. Wee Bailey. All right. We got to talk about NXT here, and then we'll go some other news. That was a pretty fun show. <laughs> Man, this Indu Share versus Creed Brothers match. <laughs> that was one ugly match, brother. Love but it. Man, they got in there, and they, they battled. Hossed about. Yep. And the big spot at the end is uh, Ivy Niles on the apron. She's yelling at, uh, I think, somebody. Oh, Mahal. She's yelling at Mahal. And then Julius ends up hitting the ropes, and, he, man, he knocked her in the next week. And he feels all bad, and then he gets hit with uh, Veer, choke slam. One, two, three. They get pinned. So, man. She had been telling them in storyline, you can't beat these guys. You can't beat these guys. You can't beat these guys. They're finally about to beat them, and she is the reason, inadvertently, that they were unable to beat these guys. We had a wacky conversation backstage with Tyler Bate and A-Kid. I'm sorry, Axiom. But in storyline, everybody knows he's A-Kid. So they're talking about A-Kid. Whatever happened to that guy? You know, you remind me a lot of A-Kid. So they agree to have a match later, and then Damon Kemp walks up and makes fun of the British style of wrestling. What a jerk. We had Zoe Stark and Indy arguing over who did better in the Rumble. Is this even an argument? And uh, this leads to a match. Zoe beats Indy. It just was kind of there. And I've asked the question every week for months now. What is the point of this Indy Hartwell thing? What are they doing? What's going on? I don't get it. Do you she like lost the again. Chanting indie wrestling, or at least a handful of fans trying to chant indie wrestling. Yeah, I don't know. We had a Do you segment. Like, now, look, they played off of her slip up in the Rumble too. Did you notice that at the end? Because I know, look, she's like a. You know, baby deer on ice most of the time anyway, but I think that slip on the top rope was supposed to be intentional. So, again, I can see her going back to being depressed, Indy. Remember, she was depressed. She got her fire all of a sudden. She was pissed off at everybody. Well, I can see her dripping back into sadness again. And oh, again, great. Maybe I'm just, yeah, let's I'm, go back to what we were doing before that wasn't working. Because and maybe it'll point, work this time with Dexter Indy Dexter has got to come back and save the day. Bro, that they had their chance at the Rumble and they didn't do it. He can't walk around with a hatchet on national TV forever. Actually, he can. I mean, I don't know why not. Apparently it's allowed. I guess. And we had Wes Lee and Die Jack and Von Wagner doing a interview segment, and the less said about that one, the better. But it led to Dijak versus Von Wagner, which actually was a fun match. Two big dudes, lots of near falls. They did stuff they shouldn't be able to do. Crowd was going crazy. And finally, Dijak pins Wagner to set up that match and continue the feud with Wesley at the paper. Just make them a team. Make those two guys an ass-kicking team. 
Now, you know what you need to do is, first off, you just need to get rid of this DiJack gimmick. It absolutely sucks. He's a cop. I mean, no. no. You know what he is? He's an NXT. His his gimmick is literally an NXT wrestler with a bad gimmick who doesn't know how to cut promos. Because they script out these wooden lines, which he then delivers in the most wooden manner possible. It's it's preposterous. It's like he hasn't been. It's like he's been doing this for like. It's like as a wrestler, he's been doing it for years, but you know the actual you know person just now got into wrestling and doesn't know what they're doing. This character and the interviews are. They have not found the right thing to match the man yet. Okay, and I don't know this dude, but I see interactions with him. I remember him in ROH and in Evolve and all that stuff. They they have not found the right die jack yet but it's there. which is funny because the man that he beat von wagner they literally did a segment with robert stone and robert stone in the back goes von this ain't working and von goes damn right it ain't working because he just lost and and then mr stone goes why am i managing you and von wagner's like what and mr stone goes I've been managing you for years, and I literally know nothing about you. I know you're big, and I know you grunt. But, like, other than that, what what do I know? What does anybody know about you? Like, if you want to go further in this business, he said, we need to know more about you. We need to know who this Von Wagner guy is. And I'm like, is this a shoot? (laughs) And then, you know, then they'd steal some line from whatever that stupid Tom Cruise movie was, help me help you. <laughs> and then he storms off and, and well, so he's right. And guess what? But it's he the was... same thing with, with the Dijak. You're right. But look, it, that was kind of a shoot because what do we know about Von Wagner Nothing. other than he's a big guy that, yeah, exactly. So, you know, a little, is that what, would that qualify as a little ribbing on the square? I guess not. I don't know. But what matters here is bottom line you can do something with this guy, and the same thing goes with Dijak. And to me, if nothing else, you could put them together. And by the way, this person's right. NXT did have me at hello. Then we had uh, uh, Stax and Tony D'Angelo. I guess they're going to take care of things. How long does this take? Like, you're an underboss, dude. It's been weeks. Whatever you're trying to do, do it. Then we had a hilarious segment. So Mackenzie goes, let's break down this footage of the Nikita Lion attack. So they show the footage, and they do it in, like, slow motion, and they pause it, and they highlight certain things, and they're looking for suspects. But what's funny is they reiterate what Vinny noted on the Brian and Vinny show last week, which is that nobody cared that Nikki Lyons was on the ground crying and holding her knee. Like, everyone's just wandering around. Like, McKenzie goes, oh, here's, uh, it throws out two names, half of them I didn't even know, just wandering around. Oh, and then uh, here's such and such, just walking away. Oh, and in the background you can see so-and-so and so-and-so. They're just standing there. And then, hey, look who's peeking their head out of that car. It's uh, the lady that sleeps and drinks the gimmick. She's just watching. I'm like, wow, what a horrible locker room. Like, a bunch of horrible people. Nobody cares, except, like, Indy. She was the only one that cared that Nikita was down. We don't have a suspect. Could be anybody that didn't care. 
And we had Tyler Bate and Axiom. Dude, this match ruled while it lasted. Tyler Bate beat him. Booker T has already figured out this Tyler Bate's awesome. After last week when he was trying to convince himself he was no good. Now he realizes he's great. Damon Kemp runs in, beats up Axiom. Tyler Bate runs him off. Yeah. Isla Dawn and Alba Fire do some spooky stuff together. I am so, so over it. Carmelo and, and Hayes do a promo. What trick? Did, what? Uh, yeah, what did what did Trick say? He goes, I ain't shaking because it's cold outside. I'm sh- I'm shaking like a booty on Friday night. I think it's what I'm he said. I'm shaking like booty meat on Friday night, yes. but not because I'm trembling with fear. It's because it's cold outside. <laughs> the crowd gasped. <laughs> Mackenzie's face. Carmelo's face, for that matter. Then we had a sit-down interview with Toxic Attraction and Roxanne. And apparently they figured out next week, golly, these Toxic Attraction women, when you have them talk instead of Mandy, it's good. And so they tore it up on the mic last week. And then this week they just they just kept going. They wouldn't even let Roxanne talk. So finally she walks off and then she attacks him and there's a wild brawl. It's a good segment. They 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 It's like amazing. All of a sudden they figured out these this... Gigi and JC can actually do promos. Who would have thought? Wait a second. That's the one thing they, they were good at before. They're yeah, but they just... always had Mandy do all the talking. That's true. And she was just there. It was just the normal WWE speak. Nothing happening. These two, especially JC kind of, JC's always playing a character. That's the, because, you know, she does the exaggerated facial expressions and all this. Yeah, the cartoons. Yeah, but, I mean, she's good at doing that. But, you know... Gigi is legitimately good. Like, she legitimately comes off as an actual human being, and she's a good promo. So we need more of that. Stevie Turner debuted, beat Danny Palmer. It was just a debut. Drew Gulak beat Charlie Dempsey after uh, uh, Charlie got sent into Hank, got bonked, rolled up and pinned. I'll talk about this more tomorrow on the Brian Vinny Show, but this is one of those storylines where it continues on every week. Like, it, it is literally a long-term story. They've been doing segments every week. Yet, I have no idea what's going on. I don't get it. Having watched all of them, I'm as confused as, as if I'd watched none of it. And then we had a great main event, which is Chase U, Dyad, and, uh, you know, I've said it a million times. Whatever you think about the Dyad, they're a great team. The gimmick just sucks. And then we had Edris and Malik. And so, like, you have Andre and Duke, who are good workers. And uh, and you have the Dyad, who are good workers. And you have Edris and Malik, who are green, but they can do cool stuff. And so there's four other good workers to, you know, set up all their stuff. And then you had a good storyline where, you know, they got heat on Chase. And first he tries to make a tag, but, oh, man, you know. Uh, Duke's not there. And then he tries to go over and he tries to tag the other two baby faces. They get yanked off the apron. They've almost beat this guy. But he finally makes that awesome hot tag to Duke. They had a lot of great spots in this match. And finally, at the end, uh, Chase U wins. And, man, I don't know how it's going to work out on the main roster. But when Andre Chase does the Garvin stomp spelling out Chase U, (laughs) dude, this place goes nuts for this chant. And so finally they get the big win. With, you know, all the great things I said about the match, I don't know what this finish is. It's it's dumb looking. Hopefully they get a better one. But they won, 
And then uh, on the big screen, New Day shows up, and they hype up the match, uh, the uh, tag team title match coming up at Vengeance Day. And then you know what the what the best thing on the show actually was? What? Is when this match was over, we had a music video hype package for Vengeance Day. And, man, I don't know if it was Borash. I presume it was Borash. There's a lot of stuff that, that Borash is doing for NXT, but he's also doing stuff for the main roster. And I, at this point, I don't know what he's doing. He used, he used to do all the NXT stuff, but now he's doing main roster stuff too. So it's like I, I kind of can figure out what he does, but not always. But, man, whoever did this did a great job because you watch his video package, you're like, man, this thing is hot, and I can't wait to watch this show on Saturday. So they did a great job. With that Vengeance Day hype package. And uh, hopefully the show's good. You know, I've had all sorts of issues here with my uh, my camera here and in, in, in the hookup. So, sadly, I can't be seen saying this probably. But if when Jeremy, watching Borash, when Jeremy Borash retires or if he ever decides to, to step away, whatever it is, I would love to talk to him about some of his adventures. Oh, man. For, the, for years, it, yeah, we can I mean, talk. With NXT, with Impact, everything that he's done. I mean, way back to WCW Live. I mean, an amazing guy. Back in a moment with more Observer Live. You know, I know this is going to make people mad, but I'm an honest man. And I think if you really think about it, you'd agree with me. But Somebody asked, you know, HBK Booker of the Year? I would not say that HBK is the Booker of the Year. But, no. bro, I came up watching WCW, Russo, Vin, like, you know, uh, uh, Eric. And then I lived through TNA, and it's dirt worst. Again with Russo and Eric. And, dude, I've watched a lot of badly, horribly booked professional wrestling over the years. And, you know, while I would not say he's the booker of the year, Sean's doing, uh, given what he's got, this developmental roster, he's doing a good job. And Hunter is doing a good job. And Tony Khan is doing a good job. And honestly, like, right now in American wrestling, like, I know people, they don't want to like this, they don't want to like that, and yeah, there's stupid stuff on all of the shows and everything here and there, but really, as far as booking, everything's fine right now. In in, in some ways, it's good. They didn't live through 93, Brian. Wait, talking about the retro Raws? Bro. Even those WCW. Well, yeah, they had had some real stupid stuff there, too. Unless you had maybe Smoky Mountain for a while, that was was good. But, like, it was so small and and very few people had access. The American wrestling scene in 93 is something I hope nobody ever has to live through again. There's a reason that all Japan got so big. Everybody had to look elsewhere. It sucked. There was good stuff, but a lot of it sucked. Well, we're out of time, everybody. I want to thank you all for listening. I'll be back later on tonight with Dave. Back here tomorrow. Wrestling Observer Live.
You have been listening to the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8Side Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.